With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Never Punt, Comma, Never Parlay, college football show featuring myself and my friend and co-host Douglas Farmer, where we're going to talk about lines, we're going to talk about edges, we're going to talk about college football uh, all season long now, every Tuesday from now until the end of the regular season, and then probably beyond, if I had to guess, looking at uh, bowl season. But Douglas, uh, week zero is here. We are live. We've made it to a, a week of actual football. How you feeling, man? Uh, I don't, I'm not the math man of this podcast, but when I did the actual math today of how many hours until kickoff instead of days, it brought me sheer joy that we're down to under a hundred hours until kickoff. It's a small thing, but it's, you can feel it. It's four days, Notre Dame Navy, two thirty Eastern time on Saturday. It's that's right around the corner. It is. It's coming so quickly. And I'll have you know, one, it's not going to be that long for us because we're going to go and both be in Pacific time, I believe, this weekend. And we're going to watch it in person. We'll talk a little bit more about that this weekend, but I'm very, very interested. I'm not sure you understand how time works. No matter where we are, Parker, the kickoff is 94 and a half hours away. It's not, though. I'm going to time travel because of time zones. Watch. I'll go on the plane. It'll change. It'll come back. It'll be great. So it doesn't matter. Uh, immaterial to me. I'll make it up on Sunday. Uh, but uh, we're here. We've got some week zero talk. I think um, before we do that, we do want to finish up our kind of stated uh, goals from the summer, which are we, we're going to talk about some futures today. So we'll have a little bit of playoff talk, a little bit of championship talk, a little bit of Heisman talk, and then we'll get into some week zero uh, conversations as well um, here throughout the show and should be should be really really fun of course on friday we're gonna have a second show this week a uh, nice little bonus and uh we'll, we'll talk about week zero and preview that a little bit more in depth as well so um douglas i should say we're here uh on hit the books hq make sure you like and subscribe part of the hammer um and uh, a great betting network a great content network and we're glad to be a part of it uh let's go ahead and and start things off talking about some uh title futures how does that we've sound got- We've got four futures thoughts, two futures, two flyers, and we didn't discuss this before. And I'm going to suggest we go in order of least likely to most likely based on the odds, maybe a little fungible in, on your side. I want to start with my flyer because it's the least likely. Let's let's get through it. And it's it's a value play. You know, I love my value plays. This team opened at 60 to one. They were the 16th at right? Circa. When Circa put up the odds, they're the 16th listed of those teams and it's now available at 125 to one and that's nobody's fault except cam rising utah's quarterback is not yet fully healthy and to me this is just the value that i can go to circus sports this weekend and put down a little bit of a wager on utah at 125 to one and i'm banking on cam rising coming back end of september maybe and he's looking like he should and suddenly that 60 to one value exists it's falling because there's this line was nine and a half a few weeks ago, and now this on uh, week one, Utah's only a four and a half point favorite against Florida. That's all Cam Rising related. But if he comes back healthy and they slip by Florida, 
They're going to be around to pick them without him, but on a three or four point favorite with him at Baylor, they can get by those two. Suddenly I have such good value, Parker. That's why this is my flyer. And, and I want to start there because we're going to blow past it and forget about Utah in a moment, but I want to make sure we get that one. There's value here. Absolutely. And, and good that you noted it's a value play. Cause do we think it's the most likely scenario that Utah is going to make the college football playoff? No, but if we're looking at the implied odds of plus 1200 uh, or 12,000, right. Is uh, 1.3, 1.6, maybe um, a back a napkin there. And you're saying, Hey, if they click in the pac 12, they, they do somehow stay survive and get healthy. Um, that, that there's certainly going to be some value there in holding that ticket. So I like that play. Uh, the only reason I'm a little skeptical is when you talk about the PAC 12's path to the playoff, it involves one loss and a PAC 12 championship. And that's a very, very narrow path not to go to Lord of the Rings here, but that quest sits on the edge of a knife. And if you step one side, you know, one, one way to the side, it could, it could completely uh, go awry. So that, that the path argument there. Walk into Las Vegas. <laughs> Many people are saying that. Many people are saying that. But yeah, so I, I think that's interesting. Again, a Kyle Whittingham vote. I think um, I had a conversation about the Pac-12 when we did our um, picks last week, two weeks ago, whatever week. it was, and said, hey, it, 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 the non-cons are material, right? If they can get healthy. So there is a very strong chance you and I are, have, a, have a shared rooting interest come uh, you know, into September and October there for us, uh, depending on it's what the Utah does. The difference in the bet is I'm playing the – we could run the math on being a four-point favorite against Florida and a pick em against Baylor. I'm adding that value to your Utah Pac-12 championship, and that number is far, far lower than the 125 I'm getting here. And it's, yeah. I'm, Last week, uh, the line against Florida was 7.5, and, and I was sitting here saying, I hope it's lost at 7. It's 4.5 now, and you know what I'm going to end up with? I'm going to end up with a healthy Utah ticket for week one, and I'm good with that, and this plays into that. They have two – both their lines are top 10 in the country. This team has such a high floor without Cam rising. If he comes back healthy, I'm going to be sitting pretty. That was a yeah, one, it, that one because now we're going to launch into a, a subset of teams that Utah is not part of. Yes. Well, I think, yeah, I think if I'm drawing a circle around teams, I'm confident are going to win the national title. If I had to draw the smallest circle, I think Utah would be on the outside, but I think they can make the playoff and get you a lot of value there. So um, I I certainly agree. How many teams do you put inside that circle? Uh, Seven, eight. I'm at seven. I'm at seven. That's why I wanted to ask, is your eighth Florida State? Yes. I was okay, trying to see if they're my seventh or my eighth in my head. I should write these things down. I'll put it on Twitter later. Uh, but yeah, I think we're I think we're probably on the same page. Like our next three plays are all from those seven. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, my flyer is going to be. Um, along the lines of uh, a team that I think has actually been a little bit forgotten, which is crazy because so much has happened since they've been in the playoff. So much national attention has happened since they've won the national championship multiple years in the last decade. Uh, The Clemson Tigers are sitting at plus 2,200 right now to win it all. That's about a 4% um, implied odds. They have eight home games, Um, eight home games this year, including their hardest games, Florida State, uh, Notre Dame, UNC, South Carolina, all at home. They had an issue last year with negative plays. They were, if you look at it, let's say, look, they couldn't have fixed the terrible running game performance against Notre Dame. They got pushed around. That happened regardless. They were a DJU interception against South Carolina away from probably sneaking into the playoff over TCU, or at least arguably being really, really close to that there. Um, or I, benching I, they, DJU oh, and playing this guy. 
They, they, if they had gone to Cade, yeah. Interception, there was a very clear and distinct route that Davo Sweeney's crippling loyalty prevented becoming reality. It, to this they day, bring in Garrett Riley, who shows who showed that he can take Island of Misfit Toys and make a good offense out of it. So they're going to have a lot of talent there. Uh, an entire offseason with Klubnik. They were 12th in EPA per play margin last season. Even with that long tail of negative plays from DJU, even with not benching him earlier and moving on. Uh, and so I think that a rebound here is certainly in order. And at a 4.3% implied probability to win the entire uh, – win the title – uh, I really like Clemson here. I think it's it's a little stronger than a flyer. I know we've kind of been cheating, and this is more like a half-unit flyer than a, than a tenth of a unit flyer because I think that Clemson, weirdly enough, is just undervalued. I think people have forgotten a, a little bit that they were at the top of the sport except for some extenuating circumstances over the last two years. Different is the storyline. If I had a Clemson ticket last year, I had a healthy Clemson investment. There's a little bit of bitterness here, but how different is the narrative right now? If Dabo Sweeney benches DJ going into that South Carolina game, plays Kate Klubnik, that was you cannot tell me they don't win that game if Kate Klubnik doesn't play, and they're in the playoff. Like you said, I I, I think we had more fun with TCU in the playoff. It was different, but Clemson probably would have gotten in over them. They'd have been a conference champion with with one loss against at Notre Dame on the road. How different is the conversation right now? It's it's Clemson's a 10 to 1 at worst, and you're getting this at 22 to 1. Our good friends, Bet Rivers, always like to post a little bit of a different number. That's why we always like to say the easiest way to improve as a sports better is to use multiple sports books, get the best odds. We use Betstamp, betstamp.app to find these different odds. When it comes to Bet Rivers, later on at some point, there'll be a QR code up here, and you scan that and you get into Bet Rivers real quickly because there's a sign up page there. And this is why we say it because you're getting. We're getting Clemson at 22 to 1. Circa's got it at 15 to 1. I'm seeing 16 to 1. That 22 to 1 is such an outlier. You've got great value there. It does come down to can their offensive line hold up against the defensive lines of Florida State and Notre Dame? Notre Dame's defensive line has gotten some preseason praise. Maybe it's out over his skis. We'll find out. Florida State's defensive line is really good. So we'll see if that Clemson offensive line can hold up, which is why I'm not joining you on this flyer. I have my doubts about the offensive line, but the logic of Cade Klubnik and the value is impeccable. Yeah, I think I, I, I and I think I totally understand the reservation, which is why it's not an actual you know future for me. But in terms of a flyer, man, I can't I can't not take it. Um, let's get into some of our actual you know let's get into a future here. Uh, you and I both have one. Uh, we are head to head. We're we're both taking different sides of the coin. Although history has shown that we could both get, but we could get both of these teams in the playoff very, very easily. Um, why don't you go ahead and then I and I'll go mine. What's your what's your future on a national title this fall? I am putting my my reputation on the line with the University of Michigan at plus nine fifty available at win. You can also get a plus nine hundred at Circus Sports. There, that's eight hundreds to nine hundreds available. The best number is nine fifty. I am going with Michigan to reach its third straight playoff and its first national championship game and get the thing done before Jim Harbaugh inevitably heads to the NFL. I I like it. I think the, the path for, for Michigan is there. Again, easy non-con, but they're going to be rated high early on. Um, and uh, they, they, you know, just again, that, that three-team round robin, I think, gives so much opportunity for, for a team that, you know, maybe Speaking splits on. those other games. And uh, I'm, I'm going to make that argument, actually. I, I, I like Penn State, uh, plus 2,500. Actually, longer odds than Clemson. Uh, at Bet Rivers, you can get Penn State plus 2,500. So I think we're making kind of the same argument here of, um, 
all you have to do is win one of Michigan and Ohio State, right? Or for Michigan, all you have to do is win one of Ohio State and Penn State to kind of get that floor. And you could get into the playoff without a conference championship uh, and could sneak in as the second team there like Ohio State did um, last season. I, I think these are these are way too long of odds for, for a Penn State team that was 47th in adjusted EPA last year, but 36th in passing, 77th in the rush. That's going to increase. Their, tw- their defense last season – uh, really, really good, and they're returning 24, uh, their 24th most returning production on defense there for Penn State. So I've talked about it until I'm blue in the face. I really like Penn State this year, um, and I think if they can just get one of those two games, they really have an easy path into the playoff. Uh, and SP Plus still gives them about a 55% chance to split Michigan and Ohio State to get at least one of those, excuse me. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm really in on Penn State here. I think it's a similar argument to what you're making about Michigan because the floor, the cushion is so big. Right. Uh, but I, I do think that Penn State, uh, especially with the longer odds, is is really, really intriguing to me here. Because, again, with a national championship bet, I don't care about the playoffs. Right. I just care that they get in the playoff and then I'm doing OK. Let's first acknowledge we are effectively in agreement on implicitly fading Ohio State right now. They have an excellent defensive line. But this goes this goes beyond Ohio State having an actual out of conference game at Notre Dame. This goes to some of the Big Ten items and. At least one of us, Michigan, Penn State, has to beat Ohio State. They have a great defensive line, but Brian Hartline may or may not be calling plays for we don't know yet who the quarterback is. And while we all assumed all spring, all summer would be Kyle McCord, Parker, we're, we're 94 hours away from kickoff, and they haven't announced. And, yes, Ohio State's got another week, but they still haven't announced. And at this point, you announce it, right? Like, this should be known. And to me, that's a little bit of a red flag. So right there, I think we're in complete agreement. Ohio State, you've had you've had a hell of a run, and you'll be back next year. But this isn't going to be the year. I, and I think that's totally fair, especially with the cornerback turnover. And I do want to emphasize again, if you you know, gun to my head, and I had to say who's going to be the most likely playoff team out of the out of the Big Ten, I, I think it'd be very close to a toss up. But I think I would still lean Ohio State. But looking at where they're valued right here. I think that the the odds are way off of kind of how close those teams actually are in in my head. I disagree with you on the most uh, likely to make the playoff just because they have that Notre Dame game. Ohio State basically has to win three out of four games between between Notre Dame, Penn State, Michigan, and a Big Ten championship, whereas Michigan and Penn State have to win two out of three. So it's just that much more likely for them. And, and it could be one out of two, depending on how the Big Ten standings fall down. But if Ohio State loses to Notre Dame and to Penn State, it's out. Like that's It's yeah. done. And so that I would disagree with you there. So we're past Ohio State. I'm not joining you on Penn State, and I think I'm alone in the criticisms I'm about to levy. Their recruiting three or four years ago was not high-end enough to create top-end depth. This team is, is notable for its athleticism. Everybody in college football media right now likes to praise that they've got six players in Bruce Feldman's annual freaks list. Well, four of those are sophomores. And only one of those players was an offensive lineman. And the freaks list does a lot of of praise of weight room work. And I know you love weight room work. Weight room work doesn't always translate to the football field. And in these respects, I'm high on Penn State. But I've got some questions about his offensive line. And I've got some questions about any version of veteran leadership or veteran play on this team. And that's what tips me toward Michigan, where you've got best offensive line in the country, one of the top five defensive lines in the country and a veteran proven quarterback that trio right there with this cupcake schedule give me them in the playoff and give me them at 950. 
The biggest pro football contests in Vegas are back and bigger than ever with $14 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circus Sports. Enter in Nevada, play from anywhere, two ways to win and no rake. Play Circa Million, make five picks against the spread each week with quarterly and full season payouts, or join Circus Survivor, where you select one team each week straight up. Last the longest to win it all. 14 million in guaranteed prizes. Visit circusports.com for details. I like it. I, I totally understand that. And uh, and again, I think that we were both of the same mind of a, a Big Ten West team gives you a lot of leeway uh, for potentially getting in the Big playoff there. Um, Big Ten East. East. Sorry. Big Ten Sorry. West team in the playoff would would be more of shocking than TCU in the playoff last year. Big Ten, if Iowa makes the playoff this year and averages only 24 points per game, we're going to have a meltdown in college football media. Luke Altmaier is going to take uh, going to take Illinois. Uh, Cinderella story of all time. Yes, the the Big Ten East. Good, good on you there. Um, yeah. So so some interesting plays again. Uh, a lot of that's like strategy, right? What are the odds and who's going to make it into the playoff based on based on Before kind of on. what we see the landscape? Oh, go ahead. We we said we had seven national title contenders, and we just discussed Clemson, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan. That obviously leaves, in my opinion, three SEC teams. Correct. Yes, I don't have any of the Pac-12 teams circled. Yeah. Can you can, – let's run through real quick, not as in-depth, why we aren't betting any of those three. For me, it's Georgia's title odds are too short. I missed 2021's 8-1. to one. It was a very good time in life. Alabama, it has a quarterback problem, and we're going to find out how good Tommy Reese is. I think Tommy Reese is a good offensive coordinator, but they have a quarterback problem. And LSU – I bought them early in the season. These odds have fallen, and I, I just I, I got scared off at some point, and I'm not sure why. Uh, maybe it was Brian Kelly saying uh, he was concerned about the defense like 10 times at uh, SEC media days. Maybe, That's never great. Maybe. That's never I, I don't know. Great. Yeah. Uh, also, again, just kind of being more serious there, market fundamentals. A rushing quarterback um, who has high volume. They got a lot of help with penalties. I think they're in the top 10 of um, – first downs awarded by defensive penalty last season. And uh, again, a lot of their drives started in positive territory. There's some things there that just make me think that they're going to regress a little bit on the offensive side. There's instability on the defense and the offense regresses. Uh, I don't know. It, it could be easy for them to slip up. So again, I think, I think the margins are a little thinner this year for LSU than they were last year is why I would be off of them. Um, yeah. I think that's my, I think that's, that's, that's my argument against LSU. I do like that we were in agreement that our seven teams, Florida State in eighth, Florida State's got LSU and Clemson, and maybe the market is a little too high on Florida State. It's improving, but we're down to 20 to 1, 18 to 1, and we'll see. Let's, let's, I, I'm starting to be a little skeptical of that ceiling. But now that we've covered those, do you want to go into our playoff predictions or our Heisman bets that we're not going to make? Let's do some let's do some playoff and talk about this a little bit uh, because I do think that I gave I was thinking about an eighth team because I have two halves of a seventh team. I think Florida State and I think I have to say that Texas is in that circle. I just I just and don't think made this, you've made this argument before here. Yeah. And so I don't I don't need to rehash what I said about them in the Big 12 preview. And realistically, looking at my math here and thinking about it, maybe I, I, I probably am going to end up putting a flyer on Texas to win it all, even though one of my better bets was them to make the playoff at, I think, plus 320. Um, you can get them here, 2,500? No, 2,500 at FanDuel. 2,500 at FanDuel. 2, yeah, we're calling that a flyer. 
Yep, that's that's, that's even more than fire. That's uh, yep, that's beautiful. That's that's really nice. Um, and 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 I think Texas has to be in that circle as well, just because of the talent and the experience. Where those things align, they do have Alabama. So it is again much much similar criticisms to Florida State, right? That's a path. But if they get through that path with one loss or fewer, I mean, shoot, they like, yeah, that's that that, that it wouldn't surprise me given the talent. Um, and so I think that I think that Texas. Half of Texas, half of Florida State have to be in that circle, which is why I said eight. In very Parker fashion, you are putting positive bets on two teams that face each other, which will immediately render one of them less likely. In your playoff field, you have both. Yes, but we have to explain this. We have to explain this. So one, two teams that have played each other can make the playoff very easily. Two teams in the same conference who played each other made the conference or made that made the playoff um, Two, what we've done for playoff is we've, we've done another beer bet here. And so this is again, recurring theme. It's uh, a way for Douglas and I to hold our crazy ideas accountable to each other without necessarily offering gaming advice that we think is not necessarily the most positive EV. Um, and so what we've done here is in a beer bet, uh, the second of the second uh, of the season, we've both picked four playoff teams and the terms of this are, Douglas, that the most number of teams wins adjusted for the odds? Uh, most number of teams wins, and if it's tied, then we'll defer to the odds because there's no version of this where two versus one or the one would top the two. It's most teams in, and if we need to tie, we'll go to the odds, And which is why on our records here we've got the odds written down. This was a, a whim of an idea by me, and when I said beer bet, I didn't realize that our, our gamut of beer bets will go from – Pick the four playoff teams to who finished as a season higher, UTEP or Louisiana Tech. That's just what we bring to the show. Look, that's what we bring to the college football landscape is the fact that we have strong opinions about both of those, strong informed opinion about both of those. Um, okay, who are your who are your four players? My four, four playoff teams are Georgia, which is neg 220 to make the playoff. Michigan, which is plus 125 to make the playoff. LSU, plus 340 to make the playoff. And Clemson at plus 360 to make the playoff. Nothing there is too outlandish. There is the LSU thing that I got scared off on the national title. But the more I looked at it, the Georgia is already in there, and I think LSU will beat Alabama, which puts LSU into the playoff. If I were to parlay those, which I won't because here we preach, never punt, Iowa, never parlay, I would get nearly 64 to 1, and I'm sure FanDuel is ripping me off with that number because that's what parlays do, which is why we don't parlay. Uh, those four together, none of them face each other except Georgia and LSU could in the SEC championship game. I like that field, and, and that's where I landed. Uh, you and I have one piece of overlap compared to your field. Yeah, one shout-out to producer Jacob for that graphic. Love it. Got the odds, got the little beer, uh, beer bed in the top there. Good quality work there. Um, I didn't notice the beer I, bed. I'll see it on yours. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna have one overlap. So we are gonna have Clemson plus three sixty. I think that's just too good um, to 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 throw away. I'm gonna put Texas plus three twenty five, Alabama plus one fifty five, and Penn State plus four sixty. So I zigged a little bit. I did, but again, these are all teams that I think at plus odds are really interesting to me in terms of their path. Texas and Alabama do play each other, so do LSU and Georgia. So you know we're 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 just kind of all working out the uh, the mechanics of how teams get there, but uh, a combination of voting for these are teams that have sufficient talent and uh, a, a, you know, a, a coaching staff that should be able to get them to the next level. And um, I'm, I'm really, really excited about this foursome. It would be very fun to have 
uh, what is that? Two new teams in the in the playoff as well this yeah. year. The the two new teams there, and for that matter, I would have one new team in LSU. Well, no, no new teams. LSU is definitely won a national championship in recent history. But hey, I tried. And yours again. We do not parlay here. You could place a hundred dollar bet, Parker, and win about twenty seven thousand dollars. Which gives some idea. Shoot. <laughs> At Texas and Penn State and Clemson, it's I was looking at those and uh, plus three twenty five for Texas, four sixty for Penn State, Clemson three sixty. It's like betting three Sun Belt teams to beat three Big Twelve teams in the same weekend. And while that seems to happen, it doesn't happen as often as we think. It, and it does a good example of like how mul- multiplicative probability really gets away from you quickly. And it's important to do that. We talked about a couple shows ago, hey, write down your win probabilities and multiply them out and say, hey, what do I actually think is going to happen here? And you'll see, oh, wow, this gets a little bit hairy very, very quickly. So seeing those kind of plus odds that aren't anything crazy, you know, nothing nothing four digits or whatever, but the, 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 the probabilities get a little bit hairy uh, very, very quickly when you're trying to do these events uh, in conjunction with each other. But we'll say if you were to do that and win, you know what you would absolutely do next year? Not do it. Absolutely go to Circus Sports and sign up for both their guaranteed NFL contests. Because if you bet $100 to win $27,000, you can peel off two grand of that to try to create future investments. And Circus Sports offers $14 million in guaranteed funds for NFL contests. First of all, there's the Circa Million, $6 million guaranteed. It's the fifth year of it. They have million-dollar prizes in each quarter of the NFL season. And then as well for the winner, not to mention the last place person gets a prize as well. That's where Parker's $1,000 would really pay off. And then there's also the Circus Survivor, a very typical Survivor League, except there are extra weeks to make it that much more challenging. It's worth $8 million to the last man standing or woman or or whomever. If you get through that, you get the money. Circus Sports does that. And if Parker were to place this foolish parlay and make that much money, I think he might actually show up next year and sign up for those because it'll be presumably the same sign-up weekend as this coming weekend when you and I are out there and like you said earlier, we're going to do a show live Friday at 4 Eastern talking about week zero. Knowing us, we'll talk about week one a little bit too. But mostly, we're just going to have a good time out at Circa. Looking looking forward to it. And, and let me tell you, if I hit a parlay at that magnitude, you guys will never hear the end of it from me. So uh, I'd be I'd be on the show with a stack of $100 bills in my hand every uh Every uh, every week, no, uh, <laughs> yeah, it should be a fun weekend. Uh, obviously, go sign up for Circa. Good stuff that they're doing out there. All right, Douglas, let's hit a little bit of a Heisman, and then can we talk yeah, about Week Zero? Is that okay? Let's let's hit a little Heisman, and then let's talk some Week Zero here. Okay, first question: Are you going to bet your Heisman play here? Are you actually going to put real human dollars on it? I would treat this the same as a flyer. Um, okay. Where I'm saying I'm interested at the odds, I'm not gonna put substantial. I would not. I would not advise putting substantial amounts of your bankroll on this on on a Heisman future at all. Uh, I just don't think it, it's it's plus EV to really tie up a ton of money in a season long thing that's really capricious to the whims of the news media, which is kind of the case. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you saw Bo Nix's arm on a billboard in Dallas, and God knows what else to to kind of attract attention Any and money on a popularity contest is not the best decision. It also just doesn't interest me, right? Like the Heisman from the sense of, um, hey, how do I predict which way it's going to fall? I'm like, eh, that's not the fun fun part about football that I that I love. I think we can make arguments about what will happen and who are interesting players, but ultimately we're going to take it for what it is. And, and as long as we know what it is and, and have a good understanding, then I'm happy to talk about it. In, 
an interesting player. Parker, who in college football in 2023 do you consider to be the most interesting man in the land? There's only one. Uh, Joe Melton plus 300 at, you guessed it, Bet Rivers. I think all three of mine have been plus 3,000, excuse me. Uh, plus 3,000 at Bet Rivers. Uh, I think all my plays this week have been from Bet Rivers. So, uh, so whatever that means for them, I, I like their lines uh, in my favor this week. Joe Melton. Um, 35.4% of his attempts were 20 plus yards downfield, uh, last season. We know he's going to put up numbers. The hype train has been out of control. Tennessee just has to get into, you know, that nine, 10 win echelon for him to be very, very clearly, uh, at the top of most of the categories or towards the top of most of the categories, whether that be passing yards, touchdowns, uh, Tennessee clearly has the PR machine, a bunch of rabid fans that, you know, if you've ever interacted with online, we'll be happy to uh, get Joe Melton's name out there. Uh, a hypo offense, a quarterback who's experienced, has a cannon of an arm. And uh, I, I think that he's got an opportunity for a couple statement games. And he's got five games with teams with passing EPA last year of 50th or worse. So plenty of opportunities to pad those stats and get those numbers up there. Uh, again, long shot here, just a Heisman flyer. But I think between what we've seen this offseason of Joe Milton um, and what we've seen of kind of how the hype machine matters for college football, I think that he's a really good play here. I see that uh, tournament bracket is asking, what do you think of Joe Melton throwing for 30 plus TDs? And I'll say honestly and candidly, I don't do any player level modeling, so I don't I don't know that I have a strong feeling. Douglas, do you have a strong feeling about Joe Melton? I mean, I'm for it. That's my strong feeling. Wish it would happen. Think it would be fun, uh, but uh, don't know if I have a bet here. It's a Josh Heupel offense, and you just mentioned there are five teams you should be able to throw against. Against those five teams, he's going to end up with 14 touchdowns minimum. So then can he get 16 in the other seven games? Statistically, yes. It's That's yeah. my strong feeling about Joe Milton throwing 30 touchdowns. It's a Josh Heupel offense. I did make a note. Uh, Julian Edlow, he always has some good DraftKings data, at Julian Edlow on Twitter. He put out, uh, I think it was yesterday afternoon, I'm looking over here as I wrote it down, if you look at Heisman uh, bets by handle, Joe Milton has the fourth most money bet at DraftKings behind Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, and Marvin Harrison Jr. If you look at uh, Heisman bets by number of bets, he has the third most bets behind Marvin Harrison Jr. and Caleb Williams. If I wanted to be cynical, I could point out that there's more, more bets down than dollars, which usually indicates it's more of a casual better. But instead, I'm just going to say that there are in, in the DraftKings data, there are four clear Heisman favorites because the fourth person in bets is also Jaden Daniels. And, but I, I, I like the thought. He One thing I look for in Heisman conversation, if you want to actually take these and action them, what you need to look for is late season moments to shine. And Tennessee is at Alabama on October 21st, and Tennessee hosts Georgia on November 18th. And if he manages to win that game 31-24 with three or four touchdown passes, he is going to immediately be the Heisman frontrunner. So that respect, you've got a launching pack. Like we said, it's a popularity contest, but he has that avenue to getting that attention. On a similar way, my two Heisman flyers both have those opportunities. Throwing a, high, a flyer down in Cade Klubnik, plus 1,700 at our friends Bet Rivers. And, and there, the, the key is the November 4th game against Notre Dame. If, if he can get Clemson to, I'm going off the top of my head here, that's probably their seventh or eighth game, gets them to 8-0 with a primetime victory over Notre Dame and Marcus Freeman, that is going to vault him up into the Heisman conversation. And then I also am going with Michael Penix Jr. at plus 1,800 at Caesars, a different book for once. That's why we shop. 
That's why we use the QR code to sign up real quickly so that you can get there and get these odds while they're still available. 1800 at see, oh look, the QR code way up there in the top right corner. He the the we've we've thanked the Pac-12 scheduling gods before last week. Do you know what Michael Penix Jr.'s November will be? It is uh, USC, Utah, Washington State, Oregon State, and the Pac-12 championship game. Michael Penix Jr. wants the Heisman. It is there for the taking. Bruce Feldman did report today that Washington running back Cam Davis, who had 13 touchdowns last year, is out for the year. Discouraging for Washington odds, but could be encouraging for Michael Penix Jr. to boost his stats. The one last thing I want to note with both of these plays and a little bit of a knock on your Joel Milton play our, our good friend, friend of the pod, Tim Murray, part of the VSIN network, one Tim Murray on Twitter, put out on, on Twitter yesterday or the day before comparing Circa openers and Heisman odds to odds now. And I used that to create a little bit of a subset for me. Cade Klubnik's odds have fallen from 25 to 1 to 10 to 1. Michael Penix's odds have fallen from 25 to 1 to 17 to 1. Those are specifically at Circa, which we usually consider to be the sharpest available book. But so if their odds are starting to fall, that means that the, we're thinking there might be something there. Meanwhile, Joe Milton's odds went up from 20 to one to 25 to one, just, just, uh, you know, for whatever that's worth. You know, the haters are going to hate Douglas. That's all I have to say about it. And again, that's why it's a flyer. It's uh it's there. I like, I like the moments. I, I, again, I think that's really important. And the moments idea of like, what are they going to be able to do in November? That's going to really catch the, uh, catch the, the, the public's eye. So um, fun Heisman, conversation again those are those are just casual we're just interested in hey what could possibly play out here what are some good odds we like who are some interesting players i think certainly klubnik and uh Penix and milton are all three interesting players and we'll be excited to watch them and kind of see how it happens if you uh i don't know why you remember this was a different uh this wasn't with you but last year i did have a dju heisman flyer uh from clemson I because K. i think klubnik heisman flyer Clemson's quarterback is not a bad bet uh, in any in a year. So I certainly empathize and understand with it. Douglas, the time has come for us to talk about actual football. Not that Heisman conversation and who's going to be the best quarterback is in football, but we have games. We have a team lining up on one side versus a team lining up on the other side and a couple of plays this weekend. Of course, we're going to go way more in depth on week zero this weekend, but we are going to hit two plays, I believe, here. Um and yep. let's go ahead and start out with with your Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Uh, <laughs> and we're starting uh, there because it is the first game of the season. Everybody's going to watch that. I felt an obligation to make sure we had some action on it. Not that I'm placing action for action, but when I was looking at this weekend, I thought I'm going to look extra hard at this one. It's the same logic as the late night Hawaii games. Well, it's on in the background at the end of the night. I want to have an idea of what's going on there. Notre Dame Navy, 2.30 Eastern from Dublin, Ireland. I think both teams are getting on planes tomorrow, Wednesday. It's it's hopefully the, the stadium is more prepared than last year. If you remember, Nebraska and Northwestern fans drank Aviva Stadium out of the beer because the credit card machines broke. And whereas in the United States here, most stadiums would go, well, we can't sell you any beer. The Irish went, well, all the beer is free. And Nebraska Northwestern fans took advantage of that. There are so many reasons to be excited about this game. And one of them may be Sam Hartman and the Notre Dame offense. They need to prove themselves to themselves. They need to show it on a Saturday. They need to find some receivers and they need to get that rhythm. 
Notre Dame will not be able to let up at halftime this year because they need to get those reps. Notre Dame was leading Navy 35 to 13 at halftime last year. Notre Dame won 35 to 32. I didn't go all the way through this old box score, but my memory, Notre Dame had a net of 16 yards in the second half. Notre Dame just stopped. They, it, the game was never in doubt, but as Navy blitzed, Tommy Reese just turtled, and the game was never in doubt. It was a fine approach, but Notre Dame won't do that this year. Not with Sam Hartman, not with the new quarterback, not with young receivers. It will look to put up some points just for confidence, which is why the fact that I can still get 20 and a half available at Neg 108 at FanDuel got my attention. I was checking that number just before the show, uh, betstamp.app. And I was checking it, and other books were hitting 21. So if you want that FanDuel or you want to shop around, you go to betstamp.app slash hit the books to make us look good because that's, you know, the website, the, the, the YouTube channel one on. You do that, and you can see all the odds. That's where you shop. That's when you want to do it. Maybe I'm hoping by Saturday some stray book drops to 20, and I can get that. My bet here is 20 and a half, and it's based on the fact that we know Notre Dame is more talented than Navy. And Marcus Freeman – First half last year, they were fine against that option. And in this sense, they need to prove it. Uh, we have a comment here saying that Notre Dame needs to win in a blowout fashion for Sam to prove himself. That's exactly what I'm thinking. And if you can find that, as long as it's under three touchdowns, I feel pretty good. That fourth touchdown would start to make me worry about a garbage time situation. Navy gets the ball with eight minutes left and triple options down the field. But the game will never be in doubt. Notre Dame needs this offensive onslaught for its confidence that's the bet it's not the most analytical bet it's not really based in stats it's based on precedent and sam hartman and confidence and not to mention navy running a new you know has has a new offense one because of the rules but two because of you know switching from kennedy Matalolo. the playbook has always been weird it's been a flex bone it's been odd uh and i, I imagine have to imagine it's going to be weirder but it's probably going to be dramatically uh smaller given they have to install and kind of figure out what they want um, yeah, I think that the, the big issues when looking at this game for me, Navy third and adjusted success rate because they rush so much and they're so efficient, uh, effective at the rush, right? 41.3% rushing success rate there. That's third in the nation, but they're 62, 62nd, excuse me, in EPA per rush. So they're just little chunks, little chunks, little chunks. There's no explosive rush to go off of. And the passing game wasn't as comically explosive as some of the triple option passing games have been in the past. 123rd in passing success rate but 105th in EPA per pass. Um, one thing that I'm interested to see, not only Sam Hartman, uh, but also the run game for Notre Dame there. I think good opportunity against Navy to get reps. That factors into the motivation. Why I'm always nervous about big spreads, but I think we have an opportunity to think that Notre Dame won't take their foot off the gas here. Uh, last season, Notre Dame, 81st in passing success, 34th in EPA per pass. 21st in rushing success, 118th in EPA per rush. So they could get chunks in the run game, no explosiveness. They could only get explosives in the pass game. They couldn't get the intermediate short game. What, what's going to give? 107th in rush rate ever expected for Navy last season. We'll see if that normals that normalizes, that levels out a little bit as they have Hartman, as they try to go vertical, and if that can't take some pressure off of the Notre Dame run game here. A lot of opportunities for reps against Navy. Um, I, 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 my, I'm right there at 20. So I don't know. I'm, I, maybe I'll tell you by the end of the week. Uh, but I, I, I'm, I'm inclined to believe that Navy covers. I just don't. My numbers are just right there on the right there on the margin. You know, we've had a commenter point out that it's not just Sam Hartman. To hear this might get you from 20 to 20 and a half. All, new offensive coordinator Jared Parker also has to prove himself a little bit. They've got two or three weeks here before they go to North Carolina State, and that's their first real test of the year. But they've got to 
build some momentum, put some things on tape for themselves and for Dave Dorn to worry about. Jared Parker, I'm curious to see his run-pass balance. I'm curious to see how tight end focused he is. He was the former tight ends coach. Don't have Michael Mayer anymore, but still have some good tight ends. And I'll believe in Notre Dame's receivers when I see them. So there are items there. They're going to be curious and they will be answered only in points, which is all the, all the numbers, 20, 20 and a half all summer was 19 and a half. And I just didn't want to basically make a futures bet in July. And I'm wishing I had a 19 and a half right now. I'm a little frustrated, but 20 and a half, as long as I'm under that 21, I'm going to feel pretty good. Yeah, I, I I would I would tend to agree with you there, and I think that's I think that's wise. And yeah, I'm interested one because we're just going to learn a lot about Notre Dame, and that's going to tell us a lot about the national landscape of college football. Is is Notre Dame going to be? Uh, 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 do they have their work cut out for them? Are they going to be a fringe playoff team? Are they going to be someone that is just playing spoiler for the three ranked teams on their schedule right now? I think we'll learn a lot about that, about how ruthless this offense is against uh, what, what I'll say, you know, respectfully, but like is a vastly inferior opponent in Navy. It's respectfully, but yes, Notre Dame was up 35 to 13 at halftime last year. And if I remember correctly, it was worse than that earlier. Well, not really 35 to 13 at halftime and just gave up, like, not gave up, but let up. Now you, yeah. you have a bet and I will tell you right now, I'm, I am going to tell you, I am with you on this. And this will be our last week zero little teaser before our Friday show at four. And, and with Brad powers, I believe is intended to join us for a little while out in Las Vegas and that's where, you know, we're going to forget to say it again. People need to like the show. They need to subscribe to the show so they get a notification when we go live with Brad on Friday at 4. They should review it. So so hit the books HQ and the hammer. Think, hey, Douglas and Parker seem to do okay. We should let them keep doing these things. Like, share, subscribe, review, all those things. Parker and I never remember to say them. So before Parker gives you a, a very strong bet here, remember to do those things for us, will you all? Hashtag like and subscribe. All right, let's talk about our other week zero game, the marquee matchup, uh, the one that, that is honestly uh, one that I'm most interested in. Ohio yes. goes to San Diego State. Your boy, Nathan Rourke, he of the Rourke dynasty, one of the the, the most legendary college football uh, families in history there with his brother, CFL legend, who I think is in the league right now. Um I like Ohio plus two and a half minus 110 at, again, Bet Rivers. We're vibing with Bet Rivers this week. I just, the lines make sense. No, that's DraftKings, right? I see your I face. I see my notes. Both. That's DraftKings. I believe, that number, I believe that number is sticking around at both. Perfect. Doesn't matter. Shop around. Find shop. the best line. Betstamp.app slash hit the books. You'll see them all. Scan the QR code. You can get to sign up pages really quick for each of the books. This is why we shop. I think, Douglas, that we have a wrong team favored. Uh, I think it's my first one of the year. Uh, obviously it's week zero, but, uh, I really do think that I, I really, I really thought week zero would be a little bit sharper than this. Um, and I think that Ohio should be favored. The line's moving a little bit. You and I were talking, I wouldn't be surprised if this moved through, uh, to, to zero to, to Ohio here. Um, and I'll give you a couple of reasons why, uh, again, like you've mentioned Rourke, uh, absolutely, um, super talented quarterback, second highest graded quarterback last season of people who qualified because I do like to point out on our show, we disagreed about the Mac because I said Rocky Lombardi was the most experienced and best quarterback. He had a higher grade. He just was injured. and didn't play all the snaps. So nitpicking there, but I'm, I'm keeping those nitpicks. Um, the, the, the issue with, with 
this is really kind of looking at Ohio's defense, I think is the issue. So what you got to think about is Ohio's defense versus San Diego State's offense because Ohio's offense is going to score. They were 19th in EPA per play on offense last season. And um, on defense, though, they were 125th. It was not good. They are returning 19th most offensive production, but 133rd, dead last defensive production. Good. Turn it over. It was awful. 125th in EPA per play, 127th on the uh, uh, against the pass, 99th against the rush. They gave up, Ohio's defense last season gave up the most air yards of anyone in college football in the regular season. Air yards being, of course, line of scrimmage to where the quarterback throws it. Um, San Diego State's defense was 31st last season, but they were they were turning 123rd production. And on offense, they were 116th in EPA per play. They cannot move the ball. They've got Maiden coming in. Um and the quote was, I want to I want to work on the deep ball this offseason. But he's also said quotes like, sometimes we'll have a lull in practice as recently as this summer. I'm worried about San Diego State's ability to exploit this Ohio defense. I think we're going to get a shootout here, but I think that's going to favor um, Ohio. Maiden last season, last one of my of my crazy rant here, uh, here were his passing grades when he played. 73, 65, 90, 63rd. 63, excuse me, 65, 66, 45, 42. That 90 was against Fresno State, who coincidentally ranked 90th in EPA per play allowed. Maiden has not shown that he can carry volume. That San Diego State wide receiver room is not great. They have a ton of turnover on defense. I don't know that they're going to be able to keep their offense even within striking distance against Rourke and the and the Bobcats. I think we've got wrong team favored. I like Ohio here. Take a breath. Uh, first of all, <laughs> we should acknowledge the biggest reason the line is moving Rorick, a knee injury late last year, I believe it was November, and only now is it becoming more well-known that he will play. I think all of us, a lot of us, I certainly suspected for the last few weeks, based on what we were reading, things we were hearing, but now it's pretty stinking clear he's going to play. So that's part of why the line is moving. And as it moves, Parker, I want to ask you two questions. One, it's at two and a half right now with Ohio as an underdog. Would you consider a money line? And two... Where would you stop betting Ohio at Pickham? If Ohio's favored, where do you come off that edge? Um, I would need to shop for a money line and do some back the back of napkin math that I don't want to do here. But if you, what's the? I, I have them favored outright, um, and so I would be inclined to think that a money line, especially if you're going to tail this, um, would be fine. Especially if you get you know minus one ten versus whatever. Right now, it's you get mu- you get plus money in one ten. So I would just bet that again until it gets okay. to zero there. Um, Ohio State Pickham is probably, or excuse me, Ohio Pickham. Ohio, Ohio. we spent the early part of the podcast knocking Ohio State, but let's not compare them to the Ohio Bobcats. <laughs> it's not that bad. Things are not that bad in Columbus this fall. Um, Ohio as a favorite is probably not. Okay, so this is this is three and a half when I made this this morning. It's We're at two and a half looking right now. I have Ohio plus Ohio minus one and a half. Um, so right around pick so them is pick when you come off. Yeah. Yeah. You want to get in. You're hoping when we land in Vegas on Thursday, you're hoping to check into your room at Circa, not to tell the world where you'll be all weekend, and pick up in Ohio at plus one or plus one and a half before it moves through zero. Give them my give them my social security number while you're at it. But yeah, I'd, I'd, if it moves through zero, I'd probably be scared off of it. Um, and and then resort back to um, something like Moneyline, uh, depending on how far it goes. I don't think it's going to move that much, but I do think we have wrong team favorite here. We uh, uh, Shootout is is very, very likely here. 
Um, not because San Diego State's offense is good, just because Ohio's defense is that bad. Uh, but I do, I do think that the quarterback experience and the offensive firepower of Ohio is going to be overwhelming. All right. On that note, we should get out of here before we give away all our Friday material. Run through our season-long futures real quick. I've got Michigan as my main future, plus 950 via win. Got Utah as a flyer. Available at 125 to 1 via Circa. This is a flyer based on Cam Rising coming back healthy before the, yeah, the record takes too much damage. I will consider Cade Klubnick for the Heisman at 17 to 1 at Bet Rivers. I will consider Michael Penix Jr. at the Heisman, 18 to 1 at Caesars. And for our beer bet, my playoff field is Georgia, Michigan, LSU, and Clemson. And for this weekend, I'm taking Notre Dame up to three touchdowns against Navy in Dublin. First game of the year. At this point, we're coming up on 93 and a half hours until kickoff. Uh, I'm going to go inverse of that just to keep things tracking there. So I have Ohio plus two and a half, minus 110 at DraftKings right now. Maybe also at Bat Rivers. Uh, for my beer bet, I've got Texas plus 325, Alabama plus 155, Penn State plus 460, Clemson plus 360 uh, for the playoff. Uh, my Heisman flyer is Joe Melton plus 3,000 at, you guessed it, Bet Rivers. And uh, my national championship flyer is Clemson plus 2,200. And I'll take Penn State plus 2,500 to win it all. I like the cushion in the Big Ten East there. Who 48 minutes. We really went, uh, we really went there. It's, uh, it's exciting to have football games to talk about. Going to be a long show or a lot of week uh, of content from us here. Uh, a lot of content this week, rather we're uh, be back on Friday. Make sure that you are subscribed and have notifications and all that. So you'll know when we'll be back on with powers. Really excited about that. Really excited Douglas to see you this weekend, talk a little football and watch a little football. Going to be a lot of fun. Thanks all of you for watching. We'll catch you next time.